our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with a series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, President of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. Thank you, Alex, and we're certainly glad, my friend, to be on the air again today and to have you join us in our time of Bible study. We're going to look at some uh, fascinating creatures today that are talked about in God's Word. Let me ask you a question that someone asked me recently. Uh, They said, Brother Rick, do you believe in angels? And I said, why, yes, I do. And they said, well, why? Well, you know, why do you believe in angels if you do? Do you? Well, I certainly do. Uh, Why do you believe in them? Well, I believe in angels for the same reason I believe in God and the same reason I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of God tells me about them. Uh, The Bible tells me that angels exist. 248-plus times the Bible talks about angels. Uh, Someone says, well, Rick, have you ever seen one? No. And I'll be honest with you, I don't expect to see one anytime soon. They have real bodies, and yet the Bible says that they are invisible today. Uh, many think uh, about angels as being weird uh, little creatures, and yet in the Bible they're quite fascinating. Um, I, I suppose everyone thinks that uh, they're misunderstood, you know. Uh, fo- folks just like to feel misunderstood. Women feel misunderstood. Children feel misunderstood. Ministers feel misunderstood. Everybody thinks they're misunderstood, but I, I guarantee you this. One of the most misunderstood groups of beings in all the universe um, are angels. Uh, there are probably more false stereotypes about angels than any other single group uh, 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 of beings. Uh, you know, people think of angels like like fat little chubby children, you know, the little cherub, so-called. People draw angels and paint angels as women with long, flowing, uh, blonde hair. Uh, Folks think that that, uh, there'll be angels when they get to heaven, you know. I'll I'll be an angel in heaven one day. Uh, Folks have the idea, and preachers do this, they say angels are are genderless. Um, Well, these are false stereotypes. Um, the idea that you one day you know you're going to die and go to heaven and be an angel and 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 you'll just sit on a cloud playing a harp. Um, some people think that even that somehow angels are designed to guard them in life's journey. Uh, they call them guardian angels, and you'll hear preachers talking about that. Well, there are a lot of questions that uh, that come up about about angels. Um, do you know? Are they real? Uh, why can't we see them if other people in the in, in Bible times did? Uh, do you have a guardian angels? Uh, angel? Do do angels teach you? Uh, do do angels answer prayers for you? Do angels come alongside to protect you? Um, do they come along and bring provisions uh, and uh, for us today? Uh, do they watch us? Are they in the building, in the house with us right now, or in the car with us? Are they, are they watching us right now? Uh, where do they live? Do they live next door to us or in the closet or where? Are they really real? I mean, Or is this just sort of a figment of the religious uh, superstitious mind of medieval times or of ancient biblical times? Well, 
We're going to study angels for a couple of weeks in our time together. And I'm going to do it because this is a tremendously fascinating subject, fascinating creatures. But there are also some very instructive things for you and me that can apply to our lives on a daily basis. And I want to go through the some doctrine in Scripture about what angels are all about. And we'll be able to answer uh, these questions and, and many more by the time we're finished. You'll be able to clearly, from Scripture, answer the questions that, that most people raise about angels. And what you're going to find is that the answers from the Bible are quite different from the answers that preachers give you. And the answers that you can go to the average Christian bookstore, pick up a book about angels, and read and find uh, the 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 answers in those books is going to be a lot different from what you find in the Bible on the main. The first question about angels that you need to consider is where do they where do angels come from? Um, are angels believers who have died and gone to heaven, and then sort of you know like in It's a Wonderful Life come back to get their wings and listen for the bell? Is that what it is? Well, the answer to that is no. Okay, get that straight. <laughs> well, where do they come from? Well, Colossians chapter number 1, verse 16 tells you where angels come from. Angels are created beings. They were created by the Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning, when, when the Lord Jesus Christ created all the things that are made, all the things in heaven and earth, he created angels. Colossians 1, verse 16, for by him, and that's Christ, by the Lord Jesus Christ were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. So there is a creation in heaven and earth. There's something out there in the heavens that we can't see. There's something here on earth we can see. And all of it was created by the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that it does not say that by him were all other things created. Now, don't let some, you know, some religious zealot come along and say, well, Jesus is really an angel, and he created everything else. And, you know, you, you get a lot of, you got a, you got a lot of religious superstition, you know, that, that, that comes along, and they say, well, Jesus is really Michael the archangel, and, and uh, or some tomfoolery like that, and, and that he's the instrument, God created him, and then, then he created everything else. That verse says, by him were all things created. If Jesus Christ was a part of the creation of God, then he, then he had to create himself, because it says he created all things that are created. If it's a part of creation, Jesus Christ created it. Therefore, he is outside of creation. He is God. He is the creator God. And his brother wasn't, uh, his, he didn't, live before creation and have a brother who fell and became Satan and all that that uh, religious superstition. Those are just things that, that religion comes up with that uh, don't have a lot to do or don't have anything to do, really, with the Word of God. But angels are created beings. When you go back to Genesis chapter number um, 38, where Job describes, and by the way, there's more information about the creation of the heaven and the earth uh, that is outlined in Genesis 1, there's more information about the events and the activities and the process of creation in the beginning when God created the heaven and the earth. There's more information about that in the book of Job 
than in any other book of the Bible. There's far more information about uh, about creation, the creation event, in the book of Job than there is in the book of Genesis. And all these folks that go around talking about creation and 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 the six days, or was it six days, or was it you know six eons, and all that kind of business, and and go around talking about the 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 details in Genesis one. I've never seen one of those people ever expound the information in the book of Job because the answers to the questions that they're asking and trying to answer in Genesis 1 are really found in the book of Job's Psalms and Proverbs. But, I mean, who studies those books to find out about creation? But there's more information in Job about creation than there is in the book of Genesis. In fact, in all the rest of the Bible put together. And in Job 38... God asked Job, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? When I created things and laid the earth on nothing, where were you? Where were you when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? The angelic creation was there when God created the heaven and the earth. The, the, the earth. When he laid the, the foundations of the earth and he hung the earth on nothing, the angels were there. God created. They, they were there on the first day. God created them. And he created the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Son, created the angelic host. Um, and when he did, he created them in an innumerable company. Uh, Hebrews 12, verse 22 says that, there, that, that uh, there is an innumerable company of angels. It's impossible to comprehend with your mind how many there are. There are myriads of them. And they are spirits. Uh, they're not corporal. They don't live in the dimensions that we live in. You and I live in, the, in, in, in four dimensions. We live in, in, in breadth, height, depth, the, the, the dimensions of a cube, latitude, longitude, and, and radius, uh, a volume, and, uh, and then we, live, we experience all of that in, in, uh, uh, in, in the dimension of time. So we're, we're, we're bound by those four dimensions. Angels live in the spirit world. They are spirit. They are, uh, Hebrews 1.14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who are the heirs of salvation? They, they live in another dimension from where we live. And, and, and yet they, they can cross over. Angels are the real cross-dressers. <laughs> They're the real, they have the ability to cross into our dimension and become visible in our space-time dimensions. But uh, they don't, they, that, that isn't where they, uh, where they live on a normal basis. They live in the spirit world. They are spirit. And when they do, by the way, cross over into our dimension, angels... Uh, when they physically appear and become visible, they are always male. There are no effeminate-looking, long-haired women in the Bible who are angels. In fact, in Zechariah 5 and Daniel 9, when you find long-haired spirit creatures, uh, in Zechariah 5, they're, they're called wickedness, and uh, Revelation 9, they come out of the bottomless pit. And I say that to you so that you can understand that angels, listen to me now, angels in the Bible do not have wings. They appear as men. Revelation 22, he talks about uh, measuring the New Jerusalem, and he measures with a measure of a cubit uh, 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 of the angel, and and he says that is of a, a a man. There is a comparison between the way an angel appears in in our dimensions and a man, not a woman, but a man. The two angels that stood at the tomb of the Lord Jesus Christ, it was described as two men. 
and that's always the way they appear. They don't appear in long, as long-haired, effeminate-looking men. They appear like men, and they don't have wings. Now, I know I just threw out most of what you see in, uh, in art and literature and religious symbolism, but you just remember, in the Bible, angels don't have wings. When you find long-haired spirit creatures with wings, Zechariah 5, they're called wickedness. You're not looking at an angel when you see something with wings on it. You're looking at something in the demonic realm. Well, not only are they innumerable, not only uh, are they spirits, they, they have great intelligence, far greater than man's intelligence, yet, yet we have the ability to, to, to talk to them and communicate with them. They have great strength. And, and, and might. Uh, Peter says that they're greater in might and power than man. Uh, Psalm 103 says that they excel in strength. In fact, if you'll check Isaiah 37, you'll find that one angel all by himself in one night killed 185,000 soldiers. I mean, single-handedly, he killed 185,000 enemy soldiers in one night. <laughs> That's a, that is a lot of activity. That means they're, 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 they're great, and they excel in might and strength far stronger than, than, than a mere human. Uh, an interesting thing about angels is that they never get old. They never grow old. They never change. You remember they're in the same creation, condition from creation until now. Uh, the young man that, that stood at the tomb of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's what he's called. Mark 16, verse 5 says that, that that angel that he stood there is a young man. Well, how old was he? Well, he looked like a young man. But how old really was he? Well, if he was created in Genesis 1-1, before God laid the foundations of the earth, he'd have to be at least as old as the earth is. So how old is the earth? Well, the creationists, you know, you people, I know people argue about how old the earth is. Um, the youngest date anybody ever gives to the earth is 4,000 years old at the time of Christ. Uh, Usher's dates the creation of the, uh, of, uh, the earth at, uh, what is it, March 14, 404 B.C. So if you take the early earth view and uh, you say, well, the earth is 4,000 years old at the time of Christ, here is a young man, here's a guy who is still a young man, and yet he's 4,000 plus years old. <laughs> Angels don't know anything of the aging process. They don't get wrinkled uh, like we do. Uh, they also have, have their own personalities, and that's something to remember about angels. Angels are distinctively individualistic. They show emotions. Um, they rejoice and shout for joy. They have volition. They can say, I will. They make choices. They're held accountable for the decisions that they make. While the Bible says that uh, God, Jesus says to some people, cursed, depart from me, you cursed in, 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 into, uh, into hell, which is prepared for the devil and his angels. They, they, account, when they chose by their own volition to, to follow Satan, they were held accountable for that. They have the capacity for reasoning and, 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 and intelligence. They, they, they're, they're individuals. They have individual identities. You know, Michael is the archangel. Gabriel is the messenger of God. Um, they, they're individuals. They're not just some uh, uh, ethereal kind of a thing that just materializes. They're individual 
thinking, responsible creatures and creations of God. God created them and uh, made them, and they're, they, they're happy. They have emotions. I love that. Um, they shouted. When, when they saw the handiwork of God, they just went ballistic with joy watching him create things and understanding what he was doing. Jesus says that uh, there's rejoicing in heaven when, when one sinner repents. Uh, they rejoice to see the will of God, and, and they rejoice to see the handiwork of God placed on display. And angels have all of these capacities uh, to, to, to function. They are real creatures in the Bible. Now, one thing you need to understand about angels is that there is an angelic conflict going on today because there are two classes of angels. There are two, uh, two classes in which they, they're, they're found. When God created the angelic creation, by the way, they were created as a direct creation of God. Each angel was created perfect. Each angel was created sinless, just like Adam was created uh, sinless. The, the, the entrance of sin came after their creation. But among the creation of the angels, and by the way, that's why they're called the, the sons of God in, the, in, in Scripture, because they are the direct creation of God. And they were created perfect, and they were created sinless. And yet now, uh, sin has entered into their ranks. Matthew 25, verse uh, 41, talks about the devil and his angels. And yet 1 Timothy 5, verse 21, talks about the elect angels, that is, the angels of God. In Revelation chapter number uh, 12, for example, uh, there, there's, there's war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, Satan, and Satan fought and his angels. So there are Michael and his angels in the armies of heaven, and yet then there's Satan and his angels. Now, by the way, the, that, that division, some of these angels are on God's side, and then some of these angels are enemies. They are adversaries of Almighty God. And they are headed up and led by Satan. And Satan and his plan and policy of evil rebellion against God, where he devised a plan of overthrow to usurp the authority away from God, that, that rebellion began in the heavenly places. That rebellion began among the angelic creation. And these wonderful creatures, when you, when you talk about them and think about them, they can appear, they can take on physical form um, so that they can be understood by, by physical creation. And yet you need to remember that every time you would contact an angel or an angel would be contacted, it isn't necessarily an angel you want to be in contact with because there's this conflict in their ranks. There is Michael, God's man, the, the, the head of the armies of heaven, and his angels, the elect angels. And then there's Satan and his angels. So you, when you think about angels, don't just think about what they look like physically. Think about who they really are spiritually, morally. Uh, there's, there's this great division in their midst between God's angels and Satan's angels, and you have to be aware of that. Now, the question comes, since that's true, and since there are angels that are the enemies and the adversaries of Almighty God, how can you and I, who are 
created lower than the angels. And by the way, that's a reference to the fact that angels don't die as men die. The Lord Jesus Christ was created uh, lower than the angels so that he could be subject to death because you and I are subject to that physical death. Well, how can you and I, who are not as mighty, not as powerful, not as intelligent, not as uh, capable as angels, how can we protect ourselves against the angelic conflict? How can we protect ourselves against the attacks and the, the onslaughts that come from the spirit realm? Well, that's what we're going to talk about in the next few weeks as we study uh, the, the issue of the angelic creation and what angels are doing today and uh, what they're accomplishing and what their goal and purpose and, and, and ministry and, and, and aim in life is. But let me just say for you today, as you think about these creatures and you think about the elect angels and the fallen angels and the fact that they, that they uh, are, are in the universe and that they have some uh, influence and some policy toward members of the church, the body of Christ, as well as mankind today, how do you protect yourself against it? Well, the Bible says that if, uh, that if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost and whom the God of this world that's the head of the fallen angels, has blinded the minds of them that believe, lest, or believe not, rather, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine in unto them. The first way you protect yourself against fallen angelic creatures and fallen, the, 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 uh, the enemy in the spirit realm is to believe the gospel and get saved. The first line of protection is to trust the Lord Jesus Christ because the first thing the, the, the heads of the creation and the spirit world and uh, in, in the, in the fallen creation wants is for you not to become a child of God, for you not to see the glorious light uh, of, of the gospel of the grace of God. So they blind your mind with religious activity, with, with other things, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto you. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. And you see, God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness in Genesis 1, hath shined into our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. What you need to do is come to the place where you understand who Jesus Christ is and take your stand in him. The only place of protection from the, uh, from the adversary and all of his minions, from Satan and his angels, the only place of protection for you and for me is to be in Christ to be in the Lord Jesus Christ, is to trust Him and Him alone as our Savior, have God the Holy Spirit take us when we've trusted and relied in His finished work at Calvary to place us into, by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, to be placed into living union, into link us up with Christ and put us in Him, and then to seal us there with his Spirit, not by the Spirit, but with His Spirit, to place us into a spiritually encapsulized environment where we are protected by God the Holy Spirit. We're in Christ. Now, that's the only place there's protection, is in Christ. And the only way you'll know about that is to get in the Word of God. And that's why I say to you week after week, we talk to you, we offer you, we teach, we try to explain to you that the issue for you needs to be an intelligent understanding of sound doctrine out of the Word of God.
to understand God's Word rightly divided so that your faith can stand in, in Scripture, in truth out of Scripture, and that you can have your feet firmly fixed in Christ and in who God has made you in Him. Everything you need to be safe and secure for all eternity is available to you in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never personally come to the place where you've trusted Him as your Savior and Him alone, you need to do that right now. Don't wait a minute. Don't try to go anywhere. It's not found at the end of a, of a church. Uh, uh, it's not found at the end of a uh, of a church aisle or at an altar. It's found simply when you trust, when God looks at your heart and sees your faith resting in His Son, that instant He saves you. Then you need to get in the Word of God and understand who God has made you in Christ and rejoice in that. To help you with that, let me give you a free Bible study tape. What do angels do all day? Now, that's a good question. They're fascinating creatures. Um, they're, they're not all friendly, and there are a lot of questions that need to be answered about them uh, and our relationship with them. You're only going to understand and find the answers in the Word of God, and you can know for sure, for certain, uh, what, what, what's going on. I'd be glad to see that you get a free copy of this Bible study. You simply call me here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. You request your copy, and we'll see that you get, a, get, get it. Uh, uh, the title, again, is What Do Angels Do All Day? And it's available on either cassette tape or uh, CD. And I'd be glad to see that you get a copy of this. If you're interested in studying what God's Word has to say about, about angels, this is a Bible study that will set you on the way. What do angels do all day? It's yours uh, with our compliments. If you simply call us here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. If you'd prefer to write, you can, of course, write me here at The Riches of Grace, Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. Uh, we're also on the World Wide Web. If you're a web surfer, you can go to graceimpact.org. That's one word, graceimpact.org. We're trying to be easy to find, friend. We don't want to. We don't want it to be hard for you to find out where we are, to know where we are, to to be able to get in touch with us. We want you to be able to get this information. I can't. I, I wouldn't if I could make you believe anything that you don't want to believe. That's not my job. It's not my purpose here. We're not here promoting a religion or a denomination or, or a, a particular philosophy or, or we don't have something for you to join. We simply want to exalt the person of the Lord Jesus Christ out of God's Word in such a way uh, that you can go to the God's Word, get the information for yourself, and your faith can rest in an intelligent understanding of, 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 of God's Word to you. That's what dispensational Bible study is all about. And as we study about these angelic creatures, about these these wonderful creatures that God has populated the universe with, you're going to find out that studying the Bible dispensationally allows you to understand that in a, in a way that you never could have before. So you call me here and get a copy of this Bible study, and then you'll be with us each week right here so that you don't miss any of our studies together. 888-535-2300 is the number to call. And by the way, can also tell you that there are people in your area right where you live, right where you're listening to this radio program, that put this the riches of grace on this station. They'll be meeting this weekend. Uh, they, they have meetings in your area where the Word of God is taught rightly divided, where the message of grace is clearly proclaimed, where the grace life is the issue. 
I'd like to put you in touch with those folks. If you don't have an, attempt, an assembly to attend this weekend where, where the words taught rightly divided and the grace life is the issue, you're robbing yourself and your family, if you have one, uh, of, of one of the greatest blessings you could ever have. These folks would do you good. You ought, to, you ought to know them, you ought to be in touch with them, and you ought to be in fellowship with them. You call me at, at, our, at our office, 888-535-2300, and I'll put you in touch with these folks, and, uh, and, and, and you'll be glad that, that, uh, that, 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 that I did. 888-535-2300 is the number to call. And my friend, can I say to you again, if you're not sure of salvation, if you're not sure that all of your sins are forgiven, uh, you need to tell the folks that answer the phone that, and they'll be happy, overjoyed, to show you uh, the way out of God's Word, provide literature if necessary to help you. 888-535-2300 is the number to call. Do we meet again this same time by way, by way of this radio program next week. Maranatha. Take the word with you wherever you go with our mobile app, thewordorlando.com. Alexa, tune in, iHeart, and radio.com. Faith comes by hearing the new AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. A bigger and stronger voice for God's Word is now here. 50,000 watts. The new AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. WTLN. W26ACT Orlando. Where faith comes by hearing. Make It Clear Ministries has sponsored this Make It Clear broadcast. for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. I read recently out of a U.S. News and World Report that America is just almost obsessed with knowing what the future has to hold, that we're really forward-looking people. If you go back to the founding of our country, we were very forward-looking when we left Europe to come here. And then we swept all the way from sea to shining sea, looking forward to what would happen next. All the inventions that we've had, whether it's in the technical world or whether it's in the industrial world or the field of medicine or education, whatever it might be.